Welcome to the Retro Photo Film Podcast, where we break down 50 years of film and digital photography with a true Renaissance man. Grab your favorite darkroom snack. It's time to talk photography with your host, Al Talene. In 1995, July, I took my son, Timothy, and we went to the Western National Rendezvous in Grand Mesa, Colorado. And this is where I actually shot the Comancheros poster. And this was the third or fourth poster that I had shot. I hadn't printed them yet. So there were four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen guys in the photograph. And as I'm looking at it here, counting. And each one of them knew the year before. So in 1994... We said, okay, next year we're at Grand Mesa. We are doing the Comanchero posters, so bring your gun belts and paraphernalia for Comancheros, which was in the late 1890s, which is different from Rendezvous. Rendezvous was up to 1840. A lot of these clothing could have been used in Rendezvous, but I don't think all the weapons are pre-1840. And there came the day to do the shoot. I had a Linhoff 4x5 camera, my Hasselblad 2 and a quarter, 6x6, and my Contax 35mm, all of them loaded with black and white and color. And with the 4x5, I had transparencies plus I had Polaroids. So each one of these shoots, when I set them all up, takes about a half a day. Every one of these men in the photograph are traders, which means that they had a trade tent set up at the rendezvous. They're selling their goods every day, so they could not just shut their trade tent down and walk away and do the picture for a day because that's a big loss of money. So what they had to do was had their significant others or girlfriends or close friends run the trade tent for them for the day while I did the photography. I found the location that I wanted it to have and where I wanted it. They wheeled up a, a wagon and, and another small hand cart that they had, and I set those up so that I could see both of them in action, except the hand cart, I didn't have a person pulling it. I just had them leaning against it and using it. But also, the hand cart was a very important part because Camacheros were some of the meanest, nastiest people, men, and I don't think any of them were ever women, but in the West, because what they did was they roamed through cities, towns, villages, anything, and when they did, they actually raped, pillaged, stole, burned, and left nothing behind. If they came across a wagon train, they totally killed everyone, stole everything, loaded it onto their carts if they had them, or took their wagon train carts and used them. And they were banned of whites and blacks and Indians and Mexicans. And it was just whoever wanted to join them and be nasty, mean, and crazy, that's where the Comancheros. John Wayne made a movie about it, about the Comancheros. It had a pretty good depiction of what they were like. One of their sports that they loved to do 
in my research was that they always were betting and gambling, and they took bets on how long some of the people that they had captured and tortured, how long they would live. Well, they took their carts, and the hand cart that's in this photograph depicts part of what they used, but they also had the great big kind of Mexican carts, which were huge wheels that were four or five feet tall and made out of solid wood. That was what they would cart around. I think in the John Wayne movie, there is one of those. And they would cart all of their goods around in those carts. But what they loved to do was take one of the people that they had captured, tortured, and tie them, spread eagle, to the wheel. One on each side of the wheel and tie them up. And then they would take bets on how long they lasted before they died as they ambled on down the trail, going over rocks and thorns and whatever and through water and everything. But how long would these guys last? How long would they stay alive? So in the photograph, there is a bearded young guy in his underwear tied up to the cogs of the wheel of this cart, and his name happened to be Rabbi, which he was not really a rabbi, but that's what he liked to be called. And so that was his spot in the photograph he was not one of the mean guys. He was one of the people they captured and used <laughs> for delight and fun. In throughout the photograph, you'll find little whiskey bottles and bottles that they're holding and drinking. You'll find all kinds of weaponry from shotguns to rifles to pistols and knives. In some of the cases, if you look close, you can see the bottoms of their boots, which are worn and some have a hole wearing into the bottom of the boot long coats. Some of the long coats, you think, well, if you're on the trail and you're doing this, why do you want a long coat? They actually used the long coats because they kept the dust off of everything else because we're not traveling on pavement. They weren't traveling on refined roads. They were traveling on dirt and dust and sand and through rivers. So those long coats actually kept them cool and warm and kept the dust off. Some of them actually were called dusters, and they were made out of linen. In this case, none of them did. They were all wearing leather ones that they had made. Most of these men had made their own clothing. There are four of these men who actually are tailors, and they would make clothing for the people. And that's what part of their business was at the trade tents, was selling their britches and their shirts and, and hats and boots and the paraphernalia that they needed, and not any of them really sold their weaponry. Their weapons and stuff like that were all purchased somewhere else, and they didn't really sell guns and, and ammo and things like that at the rendezvous. It was just all the other supplies that you needed. All of these men knew each other and had been to rendezvous together and had seen each other for years and years and were very, very good friends. So when nighttime came, they would all be out gambling together, playing cards, and the biggest card shark of them all was Ron Hamilton. He's actually wearing a blue shirt, and I think almost all of them have a beard. Yes, they do. They all got good beards. But he, he's kind of in the center, and there's a coffee pot roasting on a fire in, in front of him. But he was the person that, when I went to rendezvous, I would stay at his trade tent because I did not have enough room to pack a tent, all these things to sleep with, especially when I traveled by air. 
with this one, we traveled by car, and so it was easy enough, but I still didn't bring a tent, and so I would stay at Ron Hamilton's trade goods, and I slept under his cutting table. He had a huge, big cutting table where he could lay out the rolls of, of linen and wool that he had brought to sell to the people and roll them out for them. And so under that table, was he kept things, but mostly was my luggage and my camera gear and sleeping bag. Now, this year, Timothy was with me, so he actually stayed with another friend of mine who was a smoker, not cigarettes. He smoked all the wonderful meats, great things at these rendezvous. He came from the South. So he was kind of taken in by his wife and him, and they added another daughter who was older than Tim, thank goodness. And they kind of took care of him. They let him sleep in a one pole, and one of the nights that he was sleeping, nobody could find out where he was. They couldn't figure out where Timothy had gone to. They went back there, and the one pole had collapsed. There was just a pile of junk under the one pole. Looked it up and looked at it. There was Timothy fast asleep inside of all the the rubble of the tent. It was nothing dangerous. It was just a canvas that had fallen down on top of him. Back to the picture. And as we did this photograph throughout the day, we had a water there for everybody to drink. And then they had people bring us by food. And there was a lady there that was the cookie lady. And she brought by cookies. And there was a candy lady. And she brought by candies. There in another photograph that I shot in the same place in a little later on. The next day I photographed the women, did two shots of them at this particular event. So it was a long and grueling event. In photographing all of this, I never knew which one was going to be the best. It ended up being I used my 4x5 negatives to make the prints from. The two and a quarters were great and 35s were okay, but when you want to make up a poster and make it large... The 35 just didn't have the grain structure to make it big like the 4x5 did. So this is one of my favorite ones. And as I love this shot of everybody there, I used to do hand coloring a lot. And so I have a good friend named Richard Prane who is a hand coloring master using oils. And they're the Marshall oils, which have been around for 70, 80 years. So Richard helped me with this one, and we hand-colored all of these wild colors into their clothing that they had. Now, did they wear this color of clothing? Probably not, no. I'm sure they didn't. But I wasn't about to write down what everybody was wearing so I could hand-color it later. I just said, let's just color it, make them wild colors. So as he did this with me, we, we got some pretty strange colors in there with them. Here we are. This was shot in 95, and we are 15, 20 years later. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the men in that photograph. Half of them have passed on and gone to the great rendezvous in the sky, as they often say. And so these were absolutely golden days of photographing these men and making these men look as rough and tough as what they were. Now, their lives, even though they were just traders, were rough and tough. They were hardy smokers, drinkers, and card players, and rough, <laughs> rough housing guys. Uh, none of them 
We're squeaky religious people <laughs> at all. Far from it. They weren't as mean as they look in the picture, but they were some hard guys. I love doing this shot, and it is one of my favorites. You have been listening to the Retro Photo Film Podcast. Follow Al on Instagram at Retro Photo Film to see all his latest photos and learn more about the stories behind the photos.